It's a nice day where I am. On the radio, I played the Electric Light Orchestra song, Mr. Blue Sky. But we have a rainy season coming up here in Shizuoka, Japan. I am Patrick Boggs. And I'm going to do what I do. Some people might say that the messages or the episodes or the rocks of mockery are not well enough organized. My thoughts might seem fragmented. But as I this time relate things that might not be related, I say they are. Mockery rocks and here we go. Piano music waft from an apartment block on a recent spring evening in Kramatorsk. Blending with distant artillery fire for a surreal soundtrack to a bomb-scared neighborhood in eastern Ukraine. Everywhere in Ukraine, or Ukraine if you prefer, the three-month-old war never seems far away. And yet, no gunman, not Russian, not Ukrainian, ever walks in to a school with young children and starts firing away. That never happens. People can get killed because it is a war. But shooting children in a confined area doesn't happen. How does that not happen? It happens in the USA. There's my first comparison. On with the news from Ukraine. Ukraine, those in towns and villages near the front lines, I don't know where the front lines are, hide in basements from constant shelling, struggling to survive with no electricity or gas and often no running water, but that's in the east. But even in regions out of range of the heavy guns, frequent air raid sirens wail as a constant reminder that a Russian missile can strike at any time. Even for those walking their dogs or riding their bicycles or taking their children to parks in cities like Kiev, Odessa, or Lviv. Curfews, checkpoints, and fortifications are commonplace. Maybe for American cities where people can get guns easily, there should be curfews, checkpoints, and fortifications. But there aren't, because you imagine you are not at war. There are fresh cemeteries. There are uprooted villagers. There are war-scarred landscapes because 
Moscow, as we say in Japan, or Moscow, or Moscow, intensifies attacks in the east and in the south. But on the western edge of the country, where Kiev is, it's a little different. As I looked at what I'm reading to you from Associated Press, they had many, many photos and... Could a picture be worth many, many, many words? The contributors who gave the Associated Press the photos, I think, were just normal people in Ukraine. Maybe the writers of the piece, too. Their names are Elena Beka. To Rose and you, Raz Karmanow. See, the reason I think they are local people is because their names are so difficult. They are in the local language, don't we think? City residents are trying to return to regular life. But with every step, they stumble upon either a crater or a ruined house or a graveyard. So said Andri Stovoy. Speaking by telephone to the Associated Press from the northern city of Chernihiv. No one is cooking food over a bonfire or drinking water from a river anymore. But there's a long way to go to get to a normal life. Chernihiv was in the way of Russian forces as they advanced toward Kiev. Early in the war, it was heavily bombarded and mayor Vladislav Atroshenko said about half of its buildings were damaged or destroyed. At least 700 residents were killed, and part of a city park now holds a cemetery where some of them have been buried. In streets that are mostly empty now. Half of the shops have not reopened and public transportation is not working properly, said Pustovoy, a 37-year-old engineer. The scariest thing is that neighboring Russia and Belarus are not going away from which means that some of the residents that left when the war started may not come back, Atroshenko said softly. Now let me tell you about the pictures. Because each picture has a caption Cars pass by destroyed Russian tanks 
in a recent battle against Ukrainians in the village of Dmitrivka, close to Kiev. And the photo was taken by Ephraim Lukatsky and contributed to the Associated Press and those sad tanks are a commentary about the Russians getting damaged and having to go back to Russia and say, I lost my tank. What can I do? I lost my tank. But we Americans don't realize, and probably people here in Japan where I am say, well, I don't know anything about Ukraine. But the photo of the operating subway in Kharkiv. And it looks pretty normal. They are under threat of attack and they are looking normal as their subway is functioning in that city, not in all cities that have public transportation. Few people are seen on the streets of Kramatorsk where storefront windows have been boarded up or they are protected by sandbags and it's no wonder. The eastern city has been hit several times with the deadliest attack on April 8 when a missile struck near its train station where about 4,000 people had been gathered to be evacuated before fighting intensified. In an instant, the plaza near the station had been turned into a scene of horror with bodies lying on blood-stained pavement amid discarded luggage. A total of 57 people were killed and over 100 wounded. So, for that moment, you could say that things looked worse than a school with children in it in the USA, but only for that moment. Are things normal in Texas after the schoolhouse shooting? I could go on and on describing the terrible destruction and loss of life in Ukraine, but they have, like an excuse because they are at war against a country that we thought was much more powerful than Ukraine, and they are managing. But people might be afraid to send their kids to school in the USA. Ukraine is being destroyed not just by Russian bombs and missiles, said a guy by the name of Sidinko, an analyst at the Kiev-based Razumkov Center think tank in Kiev. They got a think tank in Kiev? 
back on the eastern part of the country of Ukraine, things seem so very normal. We have a photo, and it was May 23rd, 2022, not that long ago, was a couple walking out of a subway station in downtown Kiev. It looked so normal. It looked so peaceful. But it could all change suddenly. Is that similar to a schoolhouse in the USA? So peaceful, so normal, but it could change at any time. I'm afraid that's what I often do. I sometimes, I often connect topics that many people would say cannot be connected. Things look ever so peaceful in isolated places in a war-torn country called Ukraine. Things feel peaceful all over the United States of America. But then when there is a shooting in a big supermarket in Buffalo or some church in California or a little school in Texas, suddenly you don't have the peace you thought you had. Suddenly, you can't tell who your enemy is. And I have to say that the guy who put it in a nutshell was a basketball coach. Steve Kerr told me what I didn't know, that the House of Representatives, and I'm sure there were Republican votes against it, the House of Representatives passed a piece of legislation that would say anybody buying a gun would have to have a background check. It is stuck in the Senate. Half the senators are of a particular party politically. And those guys say we can wait a long time to get around to voting on that legislation that was passed out of the House. We can just wait here in the Senate. And during the waiting time, the shootings are happening. And Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, pointed that out to me personally. It was public, but I, I felt it personally. Thank you for being that kind of guy, Steve Kerr. And I'm the kind of guy that will pass it along on Mockery Rocks. And I say thank you. On the Radio Top 40 music show, every time I say thank you for listening, and every time I say thank you for listening to this rock of mockery, thank you, I say most sincerely. Sincerely.